Brian De Palma proves that nobody does Hitchcock better than Hitchcock as we watch a giant mullet walking around creeping on someone. This week, it's Body Double on Cinema de Fromage. He thought he was watching her, but she was watching him. He thought he was trespassing, but he was invited. He knew he had gone too far. He couldn't stop. He saw exactly what she wanted him to see. Brian DePaul, the modern master of suspense, invites you to witness a seduction, a mystery, a murder. Body double. You can't believe everything you see. Yeah. Welcome once again. Uh, once again, we have another trailer that, and a title that basically gives you the entire plot away with, in this case, not with images, they just kind of tell you everything. So good on them. So welcome to <laughs> Cinema de Fromage, your host, King Penguin. Uh, with me, as always, we've got Jen. Hey. I'm never going to get this right over here. <laughs> and um, below, that's easy you to know, do. You know, oh. wait, wait, wait. I, I just have to make oh, an sorry. opening remark. My opening remark is, thank God I didn't rely on that trailer to decide whether I wanted to watch this movie or not. But <laughs> <laughs> you mean suspense master Brian De Palma wasn't enough of a grab to make you want to go and watch this thing? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll be getting into this. Don't you worry. Um, sorry. <laughs> Down below, we've got Kente. Our, uh, our, we, we, we should give you a specific title. What do you think? Um, uh, resident master producer? Expert, resident, resident expert on everything. <laughs> on everything. Yeah, and anything. <laughs> Right. Kinte is the master of ceremonies. Master of ceremonies. Oh, look at that. I like it. I like it. MC Kinte. Okay. <laughs> and 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 in the corner. Wait, wait. Yes, look at that. <laughs> We've got our special guest, Jacqueline. How are you? Hello, doing? I'm good. I'm glad you could join us for this. I'm sorry you had to join us to watch, had to watch the movie to join us. <laughs> but still, glad you could join us. Thank you. So I guess Kenta, you could you could get things rolling by giving the uh, story of this film and let everybody know what the heck we just watched. All right, all right. After losing an acting role and his girlfriend Jake Scully, played by Craig Watson. The great, great, great Watson finally catches a break. He gets offered a gig house sitting in, in the Hollywood Hills while peering through the beautiful Holmes telescope one night. He spies on gorgeous blonde 
Deborah Shelton dancing in her window. But when he witnesses the girl's murder, uh-oh, it gave it away. It leads Scully through the netherworld of the adult entertainment industry on a search for answers with porn actress Holly Body played by Melanie Griffin as his guide. This release was in October 26, 1984, directed by the great uh, Brian De Palma. And of course, it features the song Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So what you got to love about this movie? <laughs> oh, there's a lot not to love about this movie. But <laughs> that's what we'll be going into. All right, why don't we go? Why don't we go through everybody, and we'll start. You know what? I want to put the guests on the hot seat first and get first impressions <laughs> of the film. And you know what? We 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 prize honesty above everything. So if you hated it or you loved it, you go ahead. No opinion is wrong, unless okay. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well. It was certain parts that I guess it was kind of a hate love thing. It was certain parts of it that I appreciated. Then it was certain parts like, okay, like what got on my nerves was like the change of pacing in the film. It's like the first part of the film was a completely different film than like the middle part or the last part. You know, it was like, okay, is it a is it a romance? Is it a thriller? Is it a horror? Like you know what's going on and really to me it didn't really start getting interesting until like close to the very end but what got on my nerve the most was the part where she had the the wife had the police over and he was interviewing her and stuff like that and he looked through the telescope and saw the killer upstairs you know going getting the jury out the thing and it's like he watched this man for 20 minutes before he even bothered to call the police or say look you know because he was practicing on calling her anyway so i'm like okay you going you want to call her to kick some game but it take you 20 minutes to call her and let her know that she's getting robbed and possibly about to get killed okay <laughs> what is that but yeah that was like one of the things that kind of just down my nerves about it <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of it was confusing. Like it's, you know, it's just like everything was just all mixed up and all over the place, and mm -hmm. it really wasn't a common. Like the theme kept changing. You know, it's like yeah. okay, it started out as you know, like this sad movie. You feel sorry for him. He come home and catch his girl, pretty much <laughs> pouncing on some other dude, and you're like, oh. And then he get this house, and then he's spying on this like a love story, and then it's like this crazy thing in the middle, and then it's like a a, a thriller at the end. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much my impression. <laughs> that's good. No, <laughs> you're right. You know what? It is. It's almost like you're watching three different films, right? Exactly. Together, because it's like we got to make two hours out of this mess. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing that bothers me the most, and yeah, we're gonna have spoilers here. Sorry, folks, but um, I think the thing that bothered me most wasn't just that scene, but the fact that you know he's got this romance building with this girl. Mm -hmm. She gets killed. And he decides to go for the body double and fall <laughs> over. <laughs> I, I mean, right. and, and like, it's not real love, obviously, because this guy was just creeping around after her for like half the movie. I mean, uh, I I'm not gonna lie, I watched the movie on 1.75 speed to get through. Oh wow! Just oh, wow. because it was like, okay, this is really slow, and I can't handle this. And so I'm watching, and literally, you know, there's an hour or half hour of this movie of him just following her around. Right. It's like okay, so I'm watching a stalker, and this is okay. uh, yeah. And he's he's like skeevy, and the mullet doesn't yeah. help. He's like, get the <laughs> he's like, look. 
How did he change? How did he change his look so fast? Because in one scene, he's got the sweater with the glasses, the whole yep. dirty look. And he's yep. having sex with the girl on set, and mm -hmm. then like they cut right to the next scene, and he got this slick back style with the leather jacket, offering somebody a role. <laughs> like what was? What, I was like, is that who is? I didn't even know who he was. I'm like, okay, did they? Who is this? You know, it was crazy. Hilarious. <laughs> and, and, and throwing the music video in the middle for no reason. Like, oh, it's like, okay, I can understand where you put music on, but no, he's lying there singing to the camera. And it's like, but it's it's like you never seen a porno with a musical number in the middle of it. What are you talking with about? With a musical yeah. number in the middle. Very common. Very common. <laughs> you know, it's like the old, this is the 80s, right? When they had things like yeah, storyline and stuff in your pornos. So you had to have to know the character uh -huh. of the pizza delivery guy before he oh, showed wow. up, right? You know. But that was really him, though. That was uh, the Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, wow. It was kind of jarring with that whole scene. It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, Wait, I'm watching you, a music video? Maybe the, um, maybe the maybe the production, like the what whoever produced that song, maybe they funded the movie and yeah. they said, okay, y'all got to you know, okay, this I, song. Okay. So, well, you know what I'll do is I'll let... Uh, well, you don't, you want me to go ahead? You want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so this was the movie that I picked, right? So yes. let me yes. Let, yes. Let, me, let me give a quick background. Uh, I was very young, too young to. I was born in '76. This came out uh, before, so I might have been like 11 or 12 when I saw it the first time. You watched this movie at 11? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you how I had it. Was my brother? I have a way older brother who now passed away. Um, he had like some movies, like in his car or something. And it's one of them. So I popped it in, you know, and I was like, you know, obviously I was so young and I was watching this movie and I just always liked it as a kid, right? And uh, <laughs> Was it the storyline? Was it uh, the acting? No, I think he liked the, he, he know what he liked and, about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like, I love Brian De Palma. Like, that's, not, that's like the worst kept secret is I love Brian De Palma. He's my, like one of my favorite directors. And um, I know he gets criticized a lot, but he's done some of the great Scarface, uh, Untouchables. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's done some great movies, the first Mission Impossible and all that. And Dress to Kill, you know, I can go on and on. But um, the thing that I always loved about the film is, I love the cinematography and the score, is the cinematography is outstanding. That cinematographer is one of the best cinematographers in, in the business. And the, the soundtrack and the score, which you, you can imagine I gave it a high score, um, is really good. And it's a goofy-ass story. It makes no sense. And if you hear him talk about it, like, in his mind, it was like a kind of a dream. Like, the movie is, that's why, like, some things don't make sense and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was what he was trying to go, go for. Because um, remember, they had the book in with him doing the, the vampire role in the beginning and then when he snaps out of it at the end you know how they book in those two the idea was like this was his transformation out of whatever you know the issue that he had which was claustrophobia and if you look at the movie obviously it borrows from vertigo so uh you know wrote <laughs> some you know a bunch of better movies but um and then also he added his trademark you know, over the top violence. And the drill scene in this movie was like his answer to the critics and the chainsaw scene in Scarface, which had came out the year before. Mm -hmm. So his idea was like, all right, I'm going to 
I'm gonna oh you didn't like the chainsaw scene in Scarface, but well, I'm gonna you know triple it with the you know the drill scene. So but he kind uh, of undermines it by having you know watching the cord pop out. Yeah, it's like oh oh I forgot to put all the extension cord. You stay there. And like she was just standing there the whole time. I'm like, you're not gonna throw you're not gonna throw a lamp or try to Run away, jump over the bed, or run die. away. You just doing this the whole time. I mean, he had to go back and plug it in. As soon as he turned his back to go plug it in, that's right. when she could have left. It's like, why are you still standing there? It's like, oh, like that lady did not have to die. No, I mean, it was just so many chances. Oh, yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on the phone <laughs> right. after 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I think there's somebody in your house, but I don't know what to tell you. Just oh. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's uh I mean look, like I said, it's not high quality cinema. No. But uh, but I mean as far as the story is concerned, but you know, I really like that movie a lot. So maybe cuz I saw it when I was 12. That's so. probably. Yeah. Yeah. I that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I have more to say, but go ahead, Jen. Go ahead, Jen. Uh well, <clears throat> okay, so I also saw this movie when I was quite a bit younger. Um and I, I'll, I had grown up watching Hitchcock. I had grown up with most of the adults in my life playing uh, pretty, I don't want to call them good, but I mean, you know, they were the classics. And I thought when I saw this movie that it was, uh, it was a spoof it was. of Alfred Hitchcock. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, I, I, was, I was definitely a teenager. I don't remember exactly how young. But I, I didn't know that uh, that Brian De Palma had basically written this as you know kind of the middle finger to ratings and and the stuff that he had gotten for Scarface uh, back then. But what I <clears throat> implicitly understood watching it was that he was making fun of so many different tropes, and I think that that's why it feels like it's so many different movies because it, right. it feels like he is actually like trying to bring in as many possible themes as he can to make fun of. And, and the, the amazing thing to me about this, I, I, I can't say that I like, I like you, I, the story was just so ridiculous. What I really appreciate about this movie is the way that despite the fact that it is trashy cinema, and I do mean trashy, yeah. it is not trashy cinematography it is not oh, trashy hey. sound it is not trashy in the over very well made yes it is an amazingly well-made movie which which is which is one of those things that it's it's like if you had a faberge egg and you opened up inside of the faberge egg and there was a whole bunch of garbage you would just be like whoa okay let's close this back up a little bit that that's how i felt about the, and when i went back and watched it again i haven't seen this movie in a long time and as i watched it again <clears throat> what i walked away from it with this time was how insensitive brian de palma's uh handling of the 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 script the dialogue really was but how irreverent that makes it feel and it made it feel i think even more like oh you can tell this guy is just having absolute fun with something that feels like it should be serious and absolutely isn't yes 
Oh, I mean, as far as satires of Hitchcock, I prefer Mel Brooks's high anxiety myself, but <laughs> that's just me. I, well, I, I had a hard time. This is my first time watching it. I, I never bothered watching it before. I wasn't much into thrillers. Not a Depama fan, to be honest. Um, so I, I don't have that kind of like, ooh. yes, it was definitely a pretty looking film. Um, but there were so many questionable, weird things about it. And the one thing that I could not get over, uh, our older, the films we've been watching mostly have been from the 70s now for, for this series. And they have that 70s vibe. Well, this film definitely had the 80s vibe. It was like lacquer yeah. 80s. Yeah. I mean, the fashion, <laughs> the looks, and the even the, the cinematography is nice. It's, it still has that flat 80s look. You know, it's a very flat looking picture. Um, it, I, I don't know which is worse. 70s fashion is tacky. Is all, I'll get it. But there's something about 80s fashion that just does not work for me at all. Mainly because I lived through it. I hated it at the time. But it just, I don't know. Everything from the, the haircuts and everything else. The guys walking around with the wife beater shirts and the neon colors. The really bad looking track suits and everything. Oh, it's just... I don't know. But I, the, the one thing I couldn't get over was the offensive zombie Indian villain dude. Yes. And I was so glad that he wasn't a real person in the end. I was so glad when they pulled the thing and it was a, actually a mask. I'm like, please don't tell me that this is how they are depicted Native Americans in this movie. Please. Right, but when right. I, when okay. he pulled the mask off, I was like, thank God. <laughs> but here's the other thing. It's a rubber mask that looked pretty much like a rubber mask through the whole thing. It's like, we were supposed to believe that this guy was that's that, and everybody like, believed it through the whole thing. It's like, I'm like, is this a zombie Indian? What is this? You know, what is this? You got the zombie Native American killer dude running around, and then he pick up the lady key card, and he's like, yes, all in the tunnel. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I, know, I love that scene. I gotta love that scene. That's great scene. I mean, okay, it made uh, sense in the end, because he was obviously, obviously playing yeah. the guy, but yeah, it was goofy. It was weird. Yeah. It was like very. But it's it was, but I, I was but I, I was offended until he. Pulled, I was offended by this character. But then when they pulled the mask and they found out it was just a mask and it was the other dude, I was like, okay, good. You know, you know what's funny though? I've seen it a million times. So when you see when you see it um, like a second time, it's clearly the husband. Like you can yeah. see, mm-hmm. yeah. But that was my first time ever. Watching, yeah, yeah. So like. You know, I mean, it's so obviously him when he's looking at him when he goes back that night and he slaps his wife and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, hey, Angie in LA too is in the chat. Um, but um, I don't know, like the the thing that I, I like about it though, like I know you guys didn't like the the the, uh, the case where he's like following her. Yeah, uh, I actually that's one of the things I always liked about the movie because. Stalking. Yeah, I actually did because I like first stalking. Time, no, no, no. I mean, I like the scene. I'm not saying I like stalking. He's terrible <laughs> at it. He's like right up on her the whole time. <laughs> and, 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 and she's, she's terrible at not paying attention to her surroundings because he was like three feet behind her. Like, you can't feel this person behind you. Like, yeah, I don't believe in victim blaming at all, but I'll tell you um, that. Uh, she, she, she was asking for it in some ways because she didn't like there he is. Look, look. Yeah, he's like right up on okay, now I'm gonna talk. Da, 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 da. Look. And then she, then she makes out with the guy in the tunnel, like a dark tunnel. She just right. Yeah, he's like right up on her. Wait, right there. So so I'm I'm actually gonna 
I actually like that stalking scene, uh, mostly right. mostly because it is one of the few places in the entire film that I feel like I understood the intent of the scene. I, I absolutely right. got it. I knew exactly what was going on. I knew exactly why and what was happening. And it, it everything made sense. So, yes, I'm right there with you. I mean, if you think, think about it from his point of view, he's been watching this girl. Yeah. He also saw the Native American guy, and then he sees the Native American guy following her. So he yeah, hasn't yeah. done enough. He hasn't really done enough to call the police at this point. Or even yeah. murder her. Right? No, he's just going to follow her around. Well, I mean, he's thinking he's, put, you know. I mean, I understand he's protecting her. Or he's trying yeah. to make sure that she's safe. Right. Which but he still failed at doing in the end, like miserably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the cop scene is hilarious. Uh, where where yeah. the, cop, the, the cop scene is so funny when he's like, you know, he said, I was trying to protect her. Then they show her body coming through. He's like, Great job, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, that guy is over the top, too, and he's hilarious, the cop. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, like I said, it wasn't intended to be high art, you know. Uh, it wasn't intended to be high art, but um, you know, I like I said, I but, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I like I said, I've always, I've always was liked it. Was it like kind of like the '80s version of "Don't drink your juice in the hood"? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but but you but you know what's so beautiful about this movie, and and I say that with my you know tongue in cheek, but you know what was so awesome is. Despite the fact that it was clearly not meant to be high art, it succeeds in being high art in the artistic presentation. I mean, some of those scenes are, they are, when you frame them, and if you just do like a, a freeze frame on the actual still, <clears throat> they're amazing. The, the lighting is unbelievably perfect where it needs to be. There's like these noir-esque kind of moments there's all of this beauty inside of the actual film itself and yet the insides are hollow as hell and don't really support the gorgeousness of it such a it, it's such an amazing juxtaposition that it actually makes me happy <laughs> I, like, I love the emotion I, I had watching this film <laughs> I love the cinematography like the the first part when he kind of freezes up on set yeah. and then you know they say cut or whatever and they send him home and like when he gets in the car and you see that shot of his face and just the whole kind of mm -hmm. you know the setting that they set up you know like the music and the the music you know, is amazing everything like that 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 scene of him driving home was like amazing i was mm -hmm. like wow that's beautiful yeah, yeah, you know. yeah and, and they shot like in my neighborhood too like really uh, yeah the farmers market is right up the street mm -hmm. Um, and uh, because they were at the farmer's market quite a bit, and um, just in Beverly Center, where I used to, I used to work across the street at the Beverly Connection, and um, so a lot of the locations were very familiar to me. But I, one thing he should have known there was something up. I don't care, you can go back to the 1800s, no one is gonna let you stay in a place like that for free, and they just right. you well, no, hold on, <laughs> the plants, remember that. Right, you gotta make sure he made make sure he mentioned that. Like, there's only two things he mentioned that entire time. A, you gotta water the plants. No matter what you gotta do, you gotta water plants. I was worried about those damn plants. <laughs> the, <laughs> second thing, the second thing was, don't forget, hey, this chick does the exact same thing every <laughs> night. Every night at the exact same time, you can time it. 
<laughs> through this telescope. And the other weird thing about the telescope was, you ever notice that when he'd look up, he'd get a better view of things? Why are you looking through the telescope? You got a nice view right there, obviously. And then they showed the place, and it's like a billion miles away. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. Where was the wife? Like, if you got this other chick in a wig dancing in the bedroom every night at the same time, where was the wife? Was she like at work during that time, or like? She does. (laughs) I don't think we got to know that person. We didn't get to know that character at all. I I mean, that wife was nothing. I think she was actually out writing and that's why we didn't see her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it's just a weird thing. Okay, so he had two nights where he's like spying on her and then he spies on her proper and is like, okay. And then he spies on her proper. Yeah, yeah she's actually like, there. It's like, oh yeah, it's her. You know, I, it's amazing that she managed to dance that way and that you couldn't see her, her head at all in those moments that they somehow, with the natural lighting in the room, were able to make a shadow conveniently over oh, the yeah. <laughs> You couldn't see this was a different person. He was a good bad guy. And of course, you know, naming your film Body Double kind of gives oh, it away that there's that little secret a little earlier. I don't think at that time people really under knew like that term, like the way that they know it now. You know what no, I mean? No, so, not specifically, specifically, but um, I mean, it still is a body double. I mean, okay, it's not necessarily the the, the term in film, but well, what's the double? Why, why are we calling it that? Oh, I think okay. in the eighties, from what I remember, we pretty much took films for what they were you know we it was like in the, it was like in the moment you know we enjoyed it you know we enjoyed all the things and it you know we really didn't give as much thought as we do now we analyze it way more. fair enough That's yeah true. But the, the, this actor though greg henry Who? uh outstanding actor greg henry he's the uh really no he's been on a lot of stuff I saw, um, he was in roller coaster uh was he yes um, he uh, not the not the main guy. Oh, I'm talking about the villain. Oh, the, the villain. villain. Yes, yes, the villain. He was he played. Um, uh, well, I I know that Jen will know this. There was a show called Hell on Wheels that we used to cover. Yeah, he played he played Brigham Young on it. And he oh, that's was, right. Was, yeah, he was Brigham Young on on, uh, on on Hell on Wheels. That's but, right. Uh, he was in um, he was in Guardian of the Galaxy too. He was Grandpa Quill. I'm looking at that now. And uh, Raising Kane he was in that, I believe, as well. Oh yeah. So he he's, oh, a, he's so, a great actor. So he's like a, he did a lot of TV shows. fan. Then if he was in Raising Kane, because he was in Raising Kane and Body Double, that's not an accident. Hmm. Oh no, oh, he's a good. Friend and you know what? Have. He was good at it. He played smart. He played a smart, Funny, greasy you know. guy, and he was good at playing that. I, you know, I love that. I love that scene where he was like, "Dang, she." Glued? She glowed. I can't get a woman. To- <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a funny line. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I like that. The thing I like about it, though, is that is that um, that voyeuristic quality that the movie had. You know, of um, you know peering into somebody's window. You know, the the, the um, what say what they call it? The uh, hey, what's up, Gabe? Um, the um, curiosity killed the cat. You know, oh. that kind of thing. You know, I mean, and here's the, the question. How many guys would have actually looked in that telescope every day? 
Come on now. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. However, <laughs> however, right. I, I wouldn't be so. I wouldn't feel. I would not have the nerve because I'd be ashamed for doing it. I wouldn't have the nerve to go. You know what? I think I better follow her around. <laughs> yeah, because she's a nice, nice looking girl. She might like me. Her husband doesn't seem to like her, so you know. Hey, how you, you doing? Know- you know what part I like the best that to me that it might have been kind of corny to some people, but it was kind of was the part where um the villain was when he was being in the buried in the grave and yeah. it was shit, you know, shit yeah. the dirt and it cut and it went to like this film set and then you know like he was in a grave in this right and he was like no because if I don't do this you're gonna fire me and he went back in there and he kind of faced his fears and it was like when he faced his fears. On set, it cut back to reality, mm-hmm. and he, you know, say, "I love the way he did that. That was deep to me. I really like that." Yes, that's what I was. That's what I, was I saying really appreciate that. Wait, that's what that's here's a theory. What if all of that stuff that happened was just in his head that entire time he was trying to do the scene? He he said oh, that's wow. what. He didn't say that's that. why I thought they were going at first. It, that would be better. I would have said, "Okay, so that's his where that's his happy mental place he goes to to get strength." Okay. But see though, because he said that he said that um, Brian De Palma is the heat, and Brian De Palma said that this was kind of meant to be dreamlike. Right. So I love yeah. like this. Shannon, yeah, that's, oh, great. No, that's a great shot. I, I love this. Yeah. Like this. Hey, what's up, Shannon? This is a great shot. Yeah. The great scene. I mean, like this, the cinematography. Look at that. That's the cinematography is amazing. Yeah, that, was, that was that was deep. That was deep. It, it's look at that. I, I, I think the film's yeah. a turd, but it's a gold wrap turd. So it, it's <laughs> it's it's very pretty, and you know, as long as you don't handle it too much, it it's fine. But right. I mean, yeah, and Dennis, I, and Dennis I, Rain, I mean, it does look great. Those shots like that, where it switches so that almost for the day, yeah. the daytime, it was jarring, but it, it worked. So I mean, it's not like it's yeah. the whole thing is I'm like, oh no, I'm just, I just. Uh, I didn't like the main character. He was just a dirtbag. He was a scumbag. He was like, he's a loser all like there's nothing like he's a loser through the whole thing. He is. He's a, a B-list actor who loses his job because he's got uh, claustrophobia, comes home to find his wife banging somebody else, and then he can't even like kick her out because it's her house. <laughs> he's obviously recovering drunk because then he goes to the bar and he says, Oh, you know, I thought you quit. Oh, he's not there. Did you see the way the wife looked at him? She was like, okay, are you going to get on out of your door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just ruined that. Get out. That, her look on her face. Let me find that look on her face. Her look on her face. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into X-rated. Uh... No, I'm just going to show the look on her face. She was like, okay, yeah. you can leave yeah. now. You're, you're not going yet? Well, I was half expecting the guy that she was sleeping with to be buddy there too. I mean, neither one of them moved. I bet they, I bet they finished after. Easily, she looked like she said, "Please leave, close the door." <laughs> and he's so stupid because he's walking in, and you could tell when he's walking. Like she's working out somewhere, or she doing. But you know what that that, that look is? I I was that close, and you ruined the moment. <laughs> I was there, and now it's gone, and, and I can't get the, I can't who, the rhythm back. So it's it's done. She could have been watching who, the who laughs, who laughs during sex? I mean, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never laughed during sex. I've never heard anybody laughing during sex. Have you glowed? 
I mean, if I'm, glow, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glow, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing when I was glowing. I was probably doing something else, but it definitely wasn't grinning and laughing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? like she looked down at him like. <laughs> <laughs> she looking at the other dude like, okay, let me handle this right quick. <laughs> I'll take care of this. You just hold on a minute and I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see why she was cheating on him. If he, you know, yeah. gee, I mean, no respect. So, okay, so this is your hero, and he's like, well, he put, I guess we're supposed to feel sorry for him. Then he goes to this acting. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> your hero, right there. His reaction to seeing his wife sitting with the guy. He's just, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> no, not again. Oh, well, okay. I better go. Like I want my protagonist to have a little bit of you know like I don't like there's movies like still protagonist who doesn't do anything, but this is like I'm expecting him to do something. No, he went right. out to his acting class and he's even <laughs> cuckold with that mean. too. He's got some guy he just no, you gotta be don't be a man. No, I can't, I'm a baby. Stop being a baby. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Like I agree with the feeling there when he's like, "You gotta stop this. It's ridiculous." I'm going, "Yeah, get him out of this situation. He's pathetic." Why don't you go stay in the house and look after the plant? Because that's all he could do. That you knew he could trust him. I bet you. He can stop. He can stop people. He can stop people. Nobody knew about his talent for stalking. Yeah, he was. He was bad. Yeah, he wasn't even a good stalker. No, he was a terrible stalker. I mean, like right on, he's and, on the underwear in the, the lingerie shop. He's why did he take the underwear? Door, like, why do you take the underwear? That's I, a good question. He's a creepy stalker. <laughs> That's what creepy stalkers do. They go, and I've got something of hers that I will treasure forever. Uh, you know, yeah, that's that's what creeps do. And of course, the police officer yeah. sees it. That's a, I like the cop, by the way. I like the detective. He's a great. He's like, well, yeah. I want to bust you, but I know you're too pathetic to have committed a crime. <laughs> 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 and you got witnesses that say how pathetic you are. You fell yeah. down once or twice. Yours. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a souvenir because I think she might have liked me a little. She dropped him in the trash. <laughs> she dropped him in the trash, so I had to get him. Because <laughs> I thought if I brought him back to her, she'd love me. Okay, I, let, me, I, let me ask this question to, uh, to the ladies. So, wait, first of all, let, let's get something clear first. Did she... Were those the old drugs or the new drugs? I can't tell. I couldn't tell. They were the old ones because she put on the new ones and then. Oh, that's why she threw them away. Yeah. Okay. I was supposed to be dropping new ones in the trash. Yeah. Can I ask, why did she throw them out? Can I ask y'all? This is, might be a little personal to so tell me if it is. Have y'all ever just went and just bought some drugs and then swapped them out like that? And is that like a common thing? What she did? Uh, what? Walking drugs. So, but, go, go, to, go buy some underwear and then put the ones you had on in the trash and put yeah. some on? No. No, because I'm going to wash my ass before I take one pair of underwear off and put a new pair of underwear on. I'm not just, I got to go take a shower. 
before I change your And they, them jars were just laying on the counter, like uh, no. apparently. Somewhere in the mix, it got to be a bath somewhere in the mix between that one pair and the other pair. It got to be some soap and water, or some yeah, like, body wash. Okay, you want to go to that one? store and buy underwear? It's like, here, try these on. Oh, they don't fit. Yeah, the other girl couldn't find them to fit either. Oh, <laughs> somebody else try these on before me. Yeah, this is our test one. We no. let everybody try that. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh man, like I was, like, I was sitting there like I, oh, you know, I was too many panties, but uh, like I, I didn't think that's how it was, but you know, that was just kind of an interesting thing. You couldn't, and he, you couldn't the, like, try on a bathing suit, right? They wouldn't allow someone to try I don't a even like suit. doing that. That's that's just not hygienic because you don't know what the other person has or doesn't have or how nasty or clean But she just casually goes and puts them on. It's like, okay, what if she didn't like them? We'll right. take them back. It's like, okay, we'll this thing too. Mm. Like, look at this no. one like, in the window. Like, that don't work for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> look, she just take them. He's not even being subtle. He's and then she didn't put a new pair. Of- yeah, but no. you know that new pair looks like old granny panties. Like, like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe she just wanted to be comfortable for a change. Oh. No shower, nothing. No. Just. No. But 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 this clearly points to the fact that the script was written because exactly. only a guy. Exactly. A world's worst, world's worst mall cop. By the way, <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, the guy should have been arrested there and then, right? I think voyeurism is a crime. I'm not sure. Oh man, rough and rough a bit, you know. And then she walking through the store. Wait, she put the panties in the. She put the old right. ones in there. Yeah, because she didn't. You didn't see her changing again, right? She put the old. No, ones those were the old ones. Yeah, those were the old drawers. It's like, why didn't you just say, here, can you open up your garbage bag and here, like, keep that, keep that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What was so bad about the old? Draws we don't want to know. We don't want to know. You had to take them off right then. I mean, what, what was so, what did you have in the panties that they had to come off right then and there? That's not true. You had to drive. Look, you know how bad they were. She had to drive across town to get that change. So she, you think about it. She, this her whole thing was: I'm going to drive. I'm going to leave the house, drive across town, get the new drawers. <laughs> Why throw these it? out and then we're, we're done. You know, we're good. I, that's my shopping I mean, spree done. I've been waiting to ask the ladies this. Like, if you ever just drove across town to buy one pair of panties and swap out, swap them out. And I mean, like, that was just, I mean, she left her house to do this. And that's the only reason why she went to the mall was to get those one pair of panties. Like, unless they were some special, they were some special panties. They were like, magical yes. panties. Magical panties. Yes. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm a man. Abilities. I don't know. So, Jen, uh, until we get Jacqueline back, I mean, let's talk about your tours, right? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever went to Bellini's? uh, uh, Factor tonight. Listen, listen. I I have made special trips to Victoria's Secret to buy awesome stuff. Right? That's totally right Mm -hmm. there. I've never made a special trip to Victoria's Secret simply to buy (laughs) 
under things to change in the mall. <laughs> it's an exchange, we were like, what we'd call it. I'm gonna try that next time I go to the mall. I'm gonna go to like Victoria's Secret and I'm gonna get some pants and I'm gonna go in it and I'm gonna change and I'm gonna bring my old bra and my old panties back out in my hand. And I'll be like, here, I want this new set. Here, can I? Y'all got a bag. I put the old drawers in. I don't, don't, don't want to wear that right now. You nice and I just want to make sure it's going to be the old, comfortable ones with the holes in them and everything. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going to wear some. I'm going to wear my period panties, too. I'm going to wear the one with oh, the whole no. the, the, the granite drawers. And I'm going to be like, hey, can y'all? Um, y'all got a bag I can put this in because I, you know, I, I put on the, the the new pair y'all had in the store. You, you know, y'all, you know, you want to scan it. I'm gonna keep the tag on it too. I'm gonna put my put my dress up and here y'all can scan the tag. This is it. Then put my shirt. Y'all can scan my bra tag. I just wanted to put something new on. So so next week next week on how to get thrown out of a store in five minutes. <laughs> how to get banned from a mall <laughs> and maybe on the news. I got it. I got to say it though. You were, you started to say this. You could tell the script was written by a man. Yes. Yes. You didn't finish. Go ahead. And he deserves this. Oh, well, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm, you know what? I I, actually, of, of all the things that we have seen on cinema du fromage so far, even just this season, this movie (laughs) feels to me like it, it takes all the other movies that we've seen, rolls them all up, puts them into a nice little package and still doesn't compare to how terrible they both talk about and represent what a woman really does. You sure? Cause I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure women are like this. I'm pretty this, sure. I'm this, pretty this sure. Funny. This scene is kind of funny right Okay, here. No, this is the scene that bugs the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Cord is only so long and... Oh, and the dog. The dog. Oh, God. The true hero in the movie. Mm -hmm. The true hero in the movie. Here's our hero here. The door won't open. If he's a hero, I don't want his ass protecting me. I'm I'm (laughs) getting... Drilled up and he attacking the person that's trying to save my life. I know, right? Because he was the uh I guess the owner, you know, so I don't care who he belongs to. Hell, I live there too. He'd be around me like, long enough to look, protect okay, me. Go. Now, oh, 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 she oh, she died by incompetence. Yeah, exactly. maybe, hey, maybe the, the, maybe uh, it was on the dog's order. Yeah. Maybe the dog was maker. So he was like, he's like, nah, I, I need her to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so incompetent. No, Look at her. I'll stay here longer. That's not realistic because if that was really oh, a woman. Is this a symbolic shot, by the way? Uh, she's getting real. No, that. <laughs> like, no symbolism uh-uh. there. I love that right there. That's you know, it. They- we tougher than that. Women are tougher than that. We're not going, uh-uh. We'd have been biting, scratching, kicking, and every doggone thing else, uh-uh. You know, it, it, it makes Perfect. it makes the argument that this is one big uh, dream sequence uh-huh. feel way more realistic. Because if this is what he just thinks in his head that women are doing and what they expect, and then that really does make sense. I mean, I can see... 
Do you ever hear some of the things that guys think that women are doing? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty out there. So it's a great shot. I love it. In the shadow, this man, I'm telling you, that guy's a beast. But um, um, no, you know what? We could uh, we can also say that maybe this is his fantasy about his own wife. Yeah, like because you know it's about a guy estranged from his wife that is murders his wife. So he walked in on his wife cheating on him. So maybe this is his fantasy in his head. Maybe he's also the 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 um you know uh the 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 I can't remember what the character's name was. So maybe that's him in some way drilling his wife too. <laughs> wow, you know, from just just from the just that one uh metaphor would would be perfect. I mean, that if if we were to look at this film as that being the key and central sort of tenant of everything else that is that is explained that would just be absolutely perfect. Kinte, you're a genius. Thank you. Yep. Well, you know, I, you know, I mean, I do what I do because that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just but, how uh, you roll. That's how I, that's how I roll. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I was going to put on another scene, but I can't do that. Ooh. Not, not this scene, but um, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you think about it, um, well, here it goes. I can put. Now I can. There we go. <laughs> So this this part of the movie, which is the shift that you were talking, the tonal shift, mm-hmm. uh, the Holly does Hollywood shift, um, you know, once again, going into the dream metaphor or whatever, he goes into this this uh, dark world of porn, you know, it's porn. Not that dark. I mean, this could have been a seedy kind of thing, which would be an interesting thing, but it's not. It's kind of a weird cartoony thing they're doing. Right. Well, I think I think the idea is that he didn't want to do really truly hardcore pornography. Well, I'm not asking to do hardcore pornography, but I mean, make it sort of grittier and kind of sleazier. But he doesn't. It kind of looks. I don't know. It's almost like a, I can't even put my finger on it, but it's like almost like comical, like a comic view of what things would be. And it's not. It's like his audition for God's sakes. <laughs> Who's going to hire this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, the male stars in most movies are, you know, they get a lot less than the female and everything, and and they have certain attributes going for them. He does not. This guy. Yeah, look, look, I'm like, this is his audition scene. It's so stupid. Okay, yeah. take your clothes off. Okay, he yeah. must have wowed them. Maybe there's something about this guy, but then, you know, his wife had left him, and I don't know. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would... I don't know. I don't think he would be a porn star. No. <laughs> He's a goofy. He looks oh, like Bill Murray. We're in the first goes to Hollywood video now. Yeah, he... he, uh, he... Oh, that's fine. Like... Is this supposed to be in the movie, or is this on the movie set, or is this who knows? Yeah, I, I think this this uh, this adult film 
you might want to not watch. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so. I don't think the plot's any good. No, the plot of this adult film. Is and really, the stars. One of the stars is pretty off-putting, and I didn't like her hair. You didn't like that woman's hair. It was not, amazing. Uh, Some uh, Melanie Griffith. Yeah, I didn't like her hair. I movie. loved her hair. Uh, yeah, I did too. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that eighties I hate. One thing this movie, it did, it gave me a lot of nostalgia. You know, it made me remember like stuff back from when I was a kid. <clears throat> pastel, no pastels. Um, neon colors and. She was cute in this movie. Yeah, I like I liked her in this movie. Yeah, yeah she was she, cute. Yeah, that was when her at her her. Uh, yeah, why she, she was young. Him? Yeah, she was. But why was she with him in the end? I know, right? Why that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, like I could see why he's with her because he doesn't he doesn't actually have any relationships. He just basically <laughs> looks at a girl, I'm in love, and it just follows her around until she finally comes to <laughs> fuck off, and then suddenly he's gone to the next one. So I get him, but her, it's like, and well, and the other one, why did she want to have anything to do with it? I've been following you around all day and I've got your underwear. Oh, I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> okay, what do you guys think about the uh, the makeout scene in the uh, the middle of the movie? <laughs> you talking about in the, the tunnel when he made out with the yeah. other Yeah, outside of the tunnel. Let me. Uh, I mean. It was kind of weird to me, but then I don't know. Maybe she was in a lonely place or something, and she just needed some type of affection and took advantage of it. But I wouldn't. She was make out with, really lonely. I would she make out really with a lonely. random dude that's been following me all day. And well, she was. She was clearly. She was clearly. They were trying to say, I think, that she was more. Uh, I hate this word, but that she was. Uh, a sex addict that she was nymphomaniac. That's the word. What's how, do we, word? how do we know that she was? Well, we don't. don't. Forget, the we, other person we saw doing all those. That's uh, just with, it. We don't. Yeah, it's like that's just that's so just it. We don't, we don't know don't. who she is. No, that's like, just it. it. We don't. But that but that clearly is what they were saying. No, but that she but would just also, stop anybody on the street. But if we take, but if we take it as this is his fantasy, yes, then again, makes sense. yep, it does. In his fantasy, he could be a porn star. Yep. In his fantasy, okay, a beautiful. Fair woman, if this is all know. a dream that he's having, that, right. that then that makes sense, and which is why this thing doesn't look realistic. It looks like there's a backdrop, like it's a rear projection yeah. behind them. Right, and he meant to. He meant to to have that look. Yeah, I know. Because I would, and then, it, that wouldn't have fit with everything else unless that was deliberately made to look as artificial as it does. And um, also, and because it, it, you know, if you look at the rest of the movie, it doesn't fit. No. But then I thought like a, a scene that like I think this scene. Well, let me put up right here. Uh, This scene as well, you know, where they cut in back oh, and look. forth. It's the exact yeah. same scene. It's a same thing. Mm. Well, a little bit. She was more <laughs> on the top, and her she's on the bottom. But you know, there you go. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're like a body double. <laughs> you're the replacement girl for me. Oh God. Yeah. 
And one of the reasons why he got this he got this part was because he couldn't get like big stars to be in the movie because of the the porn and all of that stuff. <laughs> could, so, like, could be, you know. No, no. I mean, he said that like he tried to get like some name, and they were like, they who saw. Did the you see in that, that role though? Like, who is At he trying to? In nineteen eighty four. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and Body Double. You know, uh, before he did Goodfellas and started doing the same character over and over again. Right. Uh, Al Pacino and Body Double. Who are? Who are? Hilarious. Get out of the house. <laughs> There's a guy coming to kill you. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right. So I guess kind of a last thing to um, to get to is um, what do you think about his Jessica Fletcher moment at the end where he's, I mean, it's it's just funny he happens to be watching a porno. Like first of all, the let's like you know what let's analyze the plot. He's in a sitting bed movie. watching a porno, by the way. So he's only seeing <laughs> once every couple of seconds. <laughs> like when you get dizzy, if you like just <laughs> <laughs> watching it while his head's spinning around. <laughs> I don't want to have yeah. I don't want to yeah. But okay, so let's let's analyze the the plot of the. Of the um the the husband uh, what was his name Ravel right yeah. Dan Darren Ravel I think his name mm-hmm. and um so basically he needed to find a chump that he can lay out to okay so he rented that house yes. the UFO across the house, yes we didn't even talk UFO. about that, that that abomination left over from the sixties and seventies <laughs> I live on a saucer on top of a tower. <laughs> and I've got a round bed that spins and a fish tank. I was like, let me find the. <laughs> I well, hey, you know the one thing you didn't say? Look after the fish. Right. Yeah. Like all about the plants, right. but not the fish. Those poor fish. Right. Like I never fed those fish. You know what I think when I look at that scene? Troy what? McClure in that episode, uh, "Fish Called Thelma," uh, The Simpsons. When he when he that's the house he ended up living in. It probably was uh, based on. I'm, I'm thinking it's gotta be. Yeah, I think you know what I think I've seen some recently where they showed that or something. Because mm. it was, but they have they like to do that. Okay, so his plot was yeah, he needs to find a sucker. Yes. That he can. But first, no, he first had to rent the house mm-hmm. across the way, which I'm sure cost a lot of money even back in '84. Mm-hmm. Then he had to. So he already had it lined up, right? So then he had to, he had already hired the porn actress mm-hmm. because it's all in the same day when he met him. Yeah. So she was all ready to go. So was yeah. she like for weeks on end, just dancing naked in that house, waiting for him to find the sucker? No, no, just that day. You know, that was just, oh, you know, just because she's, she's, don't forget, the wife's got to be out of the house for this to work, right? That's so right. it's like, every time <laughs> you better get out of the house for the next six hours because. Maybe I might have a sucker today. <laughs> so, so okay. So then he finds this sucker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because he overhears a conversation about him needing a place to stay. So the plot is to get this sucker to stay in the place for free, yep. the guy who's down on his luck, and to get him to watch across the way so that he will fall for the girl and also realize that she's being stalked. So the stalker is stalking. Uh, he's, she's being double stopped yep. by the Native American guy and himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that he would 
just happened to come home at the right time when she's leaving and the Native American guy or played by himself is going to, he was going to catch her following her and that he would watch him steal her key card to her house and that, I mean, this all has to happen perfectly and that he would then be able to come kill her and have a witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what kind of what kind of crack was he on to come up hold with this? On, hold on, hold on. We've allowed movies to have far worse convoluted plans get a pass. Uh, it's true. Look at Dark Knight. Dark Knight is an example of one of those things. I I, I just go out of whim, but it was the most meticulously planned thing that where anything had gone wrong at once, that whole thing would have fallen apart. But no, yep. right. so, uh, <laughs> So this villain here, he's no different than the Joker. He's just that brilliant. <laughs> he's just—he's a mastermind. He knows exactly how he's going to play. The only thing that didn't work is that he didn't know the guy would actually have the guts to go and stalk her. Or sorry, didn't have the creep factor to go and stalk her. Well, you, you know what he should have done? Was he should have had the porn channels blocked. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he wasn't watching like a video. He was watching it on television. I don't think that. Remember, I don't think that would have helped. Just to be no, honest. I mean, so if he was going to use the most famous porn star, starlet or whatever, he should have blocked the channel, the porn channel. He would have gotten away with it, there. too. Right. It hadn't right. been be for a, those crazy kids. Right. Because <laughs> so, remember, he's watching basically a TV porn channel. Yeah. Right. Basically and, uh, right. <laughs> so that foiled the whole plan. And then she's doing the exact same dance because apparently she gets hired. To you ready? Do that dance. Do that. That's that's her signature. You see, that's that's how she got into the industry. It's like, you know, I want someone who's hot. I want someone who's good looking and can do all the sex stuff. But can you dance? Because if you can dance really nice, we can make a career for you. I'm not. I'm so unobservant. I would have not even noticed that it was the same dance. I'd have been like, I would, I would have been well, watching it. Like, it was the musical thing that came with that dance that he heard every time he looked through the telescope. Because they always have that same theme with the ah thing going with the girls singing. That happened every time. That wasn't like the soundtrack. That was actually happening. And he, uh, so he's in the room. He hears that. Like, oh, okay. I, I guess I'm slow. You just, you know, got to be more imaginative about these things. Uh, apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that is... N- not a great plan. That's why it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> There's many reasons it didn't work, not just for being a bad plan. <laughs> and if, that oh, jer- if that dude foils your plan, your plan was terrible. You know, most guys, if they were trying to get a patsy, would kind of groom the patsy a little more than just, hey, I met this guy today. I'm going to bump into him three or four times. That's good enough. I think we could get him to do what I want him to do. Yeah. I wonder if he had another Patsy, but that fell through. So then, oh, yeah, probably was, like a mailman who's supposed to show up or something like that. <laughs> Someone delivering a pack. Like if you you don't do that, right? You don't get a guy to creep on you. You don't need the body devil or anything. What you do is you hire a guy who's supposed to deliver a package at a certain time. The guy comes out in his costume as a native, comes storming out with blood on him and everything, and knocks the guy over and runs away. The guy goes, "Oh my God, what was that?" Goes up, finds a dead wife. Oh. There you go. You don't need to have to rent the house. You don't need to have to uh, hire the porn star or any of that stuff. No, not at all. I guess that makes me a criminal genius if I can come up with that in just two seconds. 
if this guy was clever, I'm a genius. Oh my god. So are we at the point now where we have to rate this film? Yeah, let's uh or do we do the movies make a meal first? I cannot remember the order. Uh we'll do movies make a meal while and give Jacqueline a chance to come back. Oh, true. Okay, so <clears throat> for the dish today, and it is a dish. Good. It is a dish. <laughs> I made something called the Double Cream Dream Cake. <clears throat> I, I don't know if you're familiar with what double cream is, but it's pretty fluffy and it is just filled with empty calories. So inspired by Body Double, this dream cake is layered with double cream and it's easy on the eyes. Like most desserts, however, and much like this movie, it tastes great but is filled with empty calories. All right. When you said you, you all know what double cream is, I'm going, is it a, some sort of nasty term that I don't want to know? Did I, will, I know too? I, I, I will allow you to, since we already know that it is pornographic in nature, you can fill in the blanks however you like. Just know that actually- now There's a double entendre. But double cream is is an actual ingredient, and any Brit will tell you that it is delicious on scones. Or scones. Yeah, well, I say scones, so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who gets to go first? Um, before we do that, uh, I need you. I'm not gonna even lie. Just kill some time. Uh, <laughs> Not gonna lie, I mean, just kill some time. Fill some time here. That's all we're doing. Go ahead. So, what, what? so, so next week on Cinema du Fromage, what do we have coming up? It's a good question. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you know what it is. It's um, it's uh, the movie, the movie, uh, the movie. Um, I heard it was good. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. So, okay, the nineteen sixty-seven Casino Royale. Oh, I Not cannot wait to roast this movie. I just cannot wait. You have seen it then? I, I have. I've, uh, you know, I haven't. So but once many... again, I'm having fun this year because three of the four films that we were doing, the first four films, I have never seen before. So Wow. I'm actually getting to go in. And in some cases, I've watched them more than once. This one, I couldn't. I, I saw um, the car twice. I, I, yeah, the car twice. <laughs> That's and never all that, again. Look, that's all never that really again. that's all that really matters. What really but matters is the subtle, yeah, I need the subtle plot points in that movie. I want it, to make sure I didn't miss anything. See, wait until we get to let's scare Jessica to death. Then I think you'll truly appreciate my uh horror aficionado uh inner persona. I, I think you'll okay. really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. As as I choose cinema du fromage for all of these things. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you guys are so uh, not lucky. I shouldn't say lucky. I should say um, I, I, I purposefully withheld a movie that I really want to have as Which one? Uh, it's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And uh, Guillermo del Toro did a, a seriously terrible job, which is so sad because I love Guillermo. Uh, of uh, sort of a remake of that. And it, it was awful. It just flopped on the ground and kind of, you know, it was terrible. But the but the 70s, the 1973 version of it is so amazingly fun. It's, it, it's, it, it's horror in all of its, you know, elemental form, 
But the one thing that I'll never forget about that movie is that I they they built giant sets for people to walk around on to make them look little. And it's huh. gold. It's just gold. You should have picked that then. <clears throat> well, I, I needed to have something to hold on to in case we needed a movie to, you know. Uh, okay. Um, I was going to say Devil's Reign, but hey. Ooh, Devil's Reign. Shatner and John Travolta's first. Oh, that's a role. that's a good one. That is actually. And you only see him for like five seconds. <laughs> that's five seconds too long, I think. Yeah. What? Oh. All right, Kente, did you get over what you need to get over? <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Let's talk some more. You, uh, no, um, let's talk about our, let's talk about our guests. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Jacqueline. Me? Yes. Oh, um. Well, first of all, my name is Jacqueline Loggins. I am originally from Mississippi, but right now I live in Marietta, Georgia. Um, I'm a writer, a hairstylist, and I am, I work in film. I do um, script writing, acting, you know, pretty much any and everything. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm just pretty straightforward. Plain person. Straightforward, plain person? Yep. Just I'm just me. Uh <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. He wanted more. You had to What are you doing, by the way, that is taking up this that you need to I, I'm so sorry, guys. Hold on. The the, uh, the there are apparently some uh bad guys on his screen that he needs to get rid of and we'll all be Oh wow, we, really? We'll, we'll all be very thankful for that when the bad guys don't break down our doors in the next 5 minutes. So if in the next 5 minutes bad guys don't break down your door, everybody give Kinte a big shout out and say thank you. Thank you. Cuz you'll know I that score. it was him <laughs> that saved the world. I saved the world. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. So from now on, uh, Kinte, if you don't introduce me as being your most favorite person, I will have to, you know, retract you that. Are, you, <laughs> you are totally... Retract the lie so that you can get the... Okay, not, so okay. you want to compound the lies is what you're saying. I'm, I'm, really, okay. I'm really good at that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are so my favorite person right now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Nobody expected. Something crashed on his system. He's trying to fix it. <clears throat> you're 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 tabulating the scores from last week because last week's scores didn't get tabulated. Maybe. It's the new math. It's confused him. Y yeah, you know. Because he's got to explain how he got to those numbers. That's, that's see the worst part. Right, that's the problem. The problem is that you have to compose an essay in order to solve the math problem. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, me too. I understand where it comes from. It's not a bad theory, but I hate it. I, so there you go. I, I if think you can explain it, then you can do it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, but, I know, so professional. So, Brian De Palme. Eh? So okay, so so wait, so wait, so wait, 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 wait. So yes, what, what, what? So, so let's what? let us actually compare this movie just real quick to Raising Cane and tell me if you think that Raising Cane was so better long. than this one. Uh, it's been so long, and Raising Cane has the same thing where you can't take it seriously because Lithgow is so bloody over the top. And oh god, uh, no kidding, right? That was the first time I ever heard somebody was... use the term overacting 
and I and I immediately knew exactly what they were talking about. Yeah, um, and that's comparing his, you know, his stellar role in Buckaroo Banzai. So, <laughs> which, oh my gosh, why do we not have that on our list? Yeah, that would have been a good one. <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai for season four, definitely put that on the wish list. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one. seeing that one again. But okay, so that one makes me laugh. I, really, it's it makes weird. me laugh. It's yes. so weird. I want to get a screen cap of Kente just looking lost right there, right now, <laughs> staring at the camera. I don't know what I'm doing. Watching the next season of uh, something. Game of Thrones. Oh, hey, oh, there we go. Hey. Oh, God. Who oh, enjoyed that one? <laughs> don't even mention Game of Thrones. <laughs> I can. Oh, I. I I said it right. We how do you? It. It's just awful, awful writing. Just awful. How do you destroy like seven plus years of just hard work? Like, yeah. how does one now? How does like three or four episodes in one season destroy like, like just a whole like seven seasons of just it's, greatness, it's been... and then you get to the last. Three it's or four five episodes of greatness. No, yeah, it's been, everything. It's been coming since season. Five. It's much yeah. like winter is coming. I feel like season five should have been bad writing is coming. I can't. I can't wait to see the conclusion when it turns out some character we never heard of before gets the throne. Bran. It'll be Bran. It'll <laughs> be Bran. Wiccan will come back to life and, and just it. The Night King. Oh, he wasn't dead all this time. He's he, he, he's the hero. Drogon. Drogon sits on the Iron Throne because honestly, nobody else but him is really capable of ruling at this point. Ruling what? D what doesn't matter. Ruling by fire. That's I mean, fire. I don't know. I hate. I hate what they did to Jamie Lannister's character arc. Like oh, yeah. that was. It's like, I hey, hate well, we got we got we got a, we got a redemption. And eh, nah, he wants to go back. Okay. Like and he really the way, wants to have sex with his sister one last time. The yeah. way Cersei died, she deserved a better death than that. Like it should have been look, something. She deserved, look, look, look at her performance for the entire season. You only see five minutes of her for the entire season, really, if you put it okay. all together. It's mostly her just staring and sneering out a window. Yep. Or saying, I'm pregnant to two or three different people. Okay. <laughs> I'm even disappointed but, with the whole with Daenerys' character arc, like I mean, look, I, I, I could see that that's where it would eventually go to. But yeah. you got to have steps, you know, A through... I, but she didn't go through all the steps. She no, didn't go she through didn't. all the steps. Like, I know I'm that sorry, she I'm took a... Now. She took a dark <laughs> turn. I know that she took a bad turn when she found out that Jon Snow was the true heir to the throne. Like, when she told him to hide his identity, I knew then that, you know, she was pretty much about to go for bad because the, all the other seasons want to do the right thing. She want to do the right thing. You know, she want to make sure that, you know, she want integrity and all this stuff. And then when it get down to it, when she might have to give up where she's been going for all of a sudden, all that integrity and honest, all that shit just went out the window. Yeah. And it's you like, want to have, have a little bit more than this. It's like, oh, I, I really want the throne to, hey, let's burn every living thing yeah. around. Why? I'm like, what? just, just, she could have just went. Burn down the keep with. That's what I'm saying. Just go for the keep. You know, even though they surrendered, she burns down the keep. That's that's a sign you. Okay, she's gone over the edge. Yeah, but it's not set where she's like, uh, no, burn everything. It's like really, and also, 
you know, she could have done this uh, when she first got to cross into Westeros. So why? Right. why so she right. needed one. So apparently. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Every- so what you're she saying? She could have burned them up when they went. All she had to do was go when they had the little meeting when they showed Cersei the White Walker. She could have killed them then. Took Cersei army and all the Northern armies when it fought the Night King. Came back, got on the throne. So what you're saying I mean, if, is that season five of Cinema du Fromage will be game. Uh, be, it'll be Game of Thrones season eight. We'll just do season be. eight of Game of Thrones on Cinema be. du Fromage. It'll be the cheesiest cinema ever. Uh, we can just put season seven in there too because that was a pretty stinky season. I almost gave up after season seven. Yeah, I did too. When they, had, when they were doing the teleporting all around the place, like when you spend five, six years watching people trudging from one end of the island to the other, and it takes them forever to get there. And then suddenly in two episodes, they're back and forth. I'm behind the wall, I'm back here. I'm behind the wall, I'm back here. It's like, what the hell is going yeah. on? <laughs> This doesn't. Everyone's teleporting everywhere. And you, yeah, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm really disgusted. I. I, 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 I really, really love this train wreck anyway, just to see how it ends. But you know, it's. Yeah. It's not gonna end. It's there's not, no way you, you can redeem it. There's no. There's no. There, way there's no redemption. You. You can't come back from that. You. You just can't. And well, if Arya yeah. get killed, I'm gonna be so pissed. Idea, there, you know. If Arya dies, I am gonna be so pissed. Uh, you know what? She should have so died. In- I don't know how many times I've been on her. Oh, he's back now. He's there. We go. I guess right. okay. We, we we return back to our regular scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, you are first. Uh, which what do you say about the story? Okay, story. I gave Body Double a solid five, which is better than I've given a lot of these shows. So. Uh, acting, I also gave uh, five. You know, not great. Not I actually, I really, I felt like I should give it a three, but then I decided to give it a five because all of the extra actually really good. So, <laughs> the extras, <laughs> the extras. <laughs> they lifted the score up to a five. <laughs> they absolutely did. <laughs> Uh, the score, however, I got super serious and gave an eight because I absolutely love this score, including Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which just makes me laugh. <laughs> production values. Well, production values, obviously, I'm pretty enamored with, so I gave that an eight as well. And overall, I'd watch this movie again, so I gave it a seven. See, I like her. <laughs> I she like agrees her. with you, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Our special guest. Story. Um, I'm gonna say three because it, it, was, it, it was just too all over the place. Like I said, it was like three different movies in one, and hard to know what the hell was going on. Acting, um, I'm gonna say five. I'll give them a five. Okay, um, the score, um, seven, it's pretty decent. All right. Production yeah, quality. Right. I love the production. I love the 80s. And like for that time, I really liked it. So I'm going to say a nine. All right. Mainly yeah. because of that first scene when he, like I said, when he was driving home, I love that. The music, everything just came together. Overall, five. I give it a five overall. Wow. Simply yeah. because it, it got good at the end. Like I like the whole transition when he conquered his fear, the whole thing. I like that part. So 
that kind of bumped it up for me. All right, 29. Okay. Um, all right, so you can see mine, it's already there. But uh, I gave the story an eight. I really am a sucker for these uh stories of of uh people stalking people. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Of the the voyeuristic thing with the mysterious late woman, the you know, the the old story of a guy who's enamored with a woman that he sees from a distance and uh this idea of him inserting I mean it's uh creepy in real life, but I kinda like movies that do that, you know, uh much like the rear windows and you know, movies of that ilk. Um the acting, I actually really like the acting in the movie uh, because, um, the, the, well, the main guy wasn't great, but one thing that I liked about him, uh, and he was in some stuff for a minute. He was also in like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, he was also in this great hood movie called Strapped. That was like the first movie that um, Forrest Whitaker directed. And it was the first movie that... Uh, Kim Whitbine and Fred Rostar was in really good movie that it was an HBO movie about guns, uh, gun violence. Um, and Craig, Greg Henry, I love him and everything, and he was great. Uh, I love the cop, I love Melanie Griffin, you know, uh, in the movie as well. Uh, the you know, Deborah Shelton, who played the wife, uh, you know, she was a uh, not awesome, <laughs> but uh, I just really liked the acting in this movie. Uh, you know, for what the kind of movie it was, I thought it was it was great. The score and the sound design, I absolutely love this score. I have the score. I've used the score in my machinima. Like if you look at my old machinima movies, it, you'll see, you'll hear this this score. That's how much I love the movie. It's all over it, and it was so funny because I was when I would use it, a lot of people hadn't seen the movie, so they didn't know where I was getting the music from. And they were like, man, I love, you know, people were talking about how much they love the music that I used. And uh, I love the sound effects and and all of that. Production quality, I gave it a seven. Um, I love the dreamy-like look to the movie. I love the, um, the, um, the, you know, I love the sets. I love the dreamy house. Like, I know we were making fun of the house, the, um, the house on the space house, spaceship house. But I love that house because it, it actually adds to the dreamlike quality of it. Like, it's not even a real house, really. You know what I mean? Like, like everything seems like it's not really real. You know, that it's it's like, a, th that's one thing that I, that's one, like, so it's almost like everything that you see, like, you're not supposed, your eyes ain't really supposed to believe everything you see. If you really think that's the theme of the movie, right? Like, he's looking in the window at a girl, at a woman that he thinks is somebody else, but it's really, it's the body does. So everything in that whole, that's the theme of the movie is that what you see is not necessarily what you think. So he walks on, walks in on his wife. He, um, the, you know, it's like, a, this is a repetitive theme that goes throughout the movie. Um, he sees the, um, the, the, um, the Native American, but it's really not him. It's the, the husband, you know, it's a repetitive theme that goes. So what you see is not necessarily your eyes. Can you believe what your eyes, what is that old saying? You can believe your lying eyes or whatever, right? <laughs> um, so I love the production quality. I thought it was great. And then overall uh, entertainment value, I think because I've seen it so young as well, love Brian De Palma, love the score, love the um, the uh, just overall look and feel of the film. Uh, I just really, you know, I don't 
I just really think it was one of his movies that it is one of their underrated movies. I think it's not on the quality, obviously, of Untouchables or or um, even Mission Impossible One or um, some of those great movies that he's made. But this is one of my the movies that I kind of like. It's a guilty pleasure. And uh, so that's why I gave it a nine. So my overall score is 31. Woo. Well, right. high praise for his first dirty movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm not going to be as generous. Uh, the story I gave a four. I didn't care for the characters. I didn't, you know, it was a, it was a mess. And there was some fun parts to it. There's some interesting things, but it was still a mess. Um, acting, you know, thanks to the extras, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to give that a five. We're going to, it bumps it up. Our lead character was nothing. I putting a six in there. I saw that. <laughs> uh, score and sound design a seven. Um, it was a very interesting soundtrack. Uh, production quality, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's an eight. It's a well-made film. It's a good-looking film with some great, interesting shots in it. I just wish it wasn't wasted on such a bad story. Um, overall entertainment value, I don't think I'll ever see this one again, to be honest. Um, I, it's either five or six. I'm going to say... I'll be nice to it and give it a six. In that, <laughs> okay. there's some interesting things that I'll always remember, like the guy taking the panties out of the garbage. But I think only the reason now is because of the searches we had about the whole thing. <laughs> but there you go. So that's my take on this one. All right. Uh, all right. Let me uh, tally this up. All right. Over here. One and nine is thirty. Oh, thirty, yeah. I was making sure. I didn't. I didn't want to be accused of uh, ginning up the score there. <laughs> so uh, hold on a second. So uh, I'll take it so out. Where does that put our uh, first? Uh, we have three now. Three films. Yeah, we have three. But I need Tori to send me uh, her <clears throat> her score. She never did. So oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't do gin. Well, we could take what we've got so far and just have to live with that for now until we get the other stuff that would may change it. We are talking about the car. I don't think it's going to be contention for the, the finalists. You never know. So we really have to love that film for that to get to the finals. <laughs> I know you're pushing body double, but if I have to see that film again, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be the car versus body double. Oh god! <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue for either of those films. I'll sit back and judge, <laughs> and judge, and judge, and judge. <laughs> Which was worse, the demonic car or the mulleted creep? Mm, that's a tough one. Not in my book, it's not. So, um, I'm about to give these scope. Where is that? It is. Yeah, what are you doing? 
Alright. Sorry about that. Everybody. I'll make sure I have everything else. Um you know what? I should do uh I should do um hers. I mean not hers, but or I mean um which one wait, what was it? Uh I'll do the car. pacing folks i know <laughs> so, normally it's not so but. so you know so while there's this interim filler i just want to uh i, I want to put out to everybody that uh, if you like cinema du fromage i and you, recently, and, and, and you and you absolutely should right because what's not to love i mean well, I think actually, I think this episode of Cinema du Fromage is more like the movies that we watch than anything else that we could report. I mean, the 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 pacing's always a, you know a little bit off. There's some crazy dialogue. <laughs> There's I, I I happen to think that we're just you know, life imitating art. Really, I, <laughs> this is great. This is totally great. No, actually, what I was going to say is I don't know if any of you uh, have heard about the the upcoming project that's called uh, Nosferatu. But I was reading this thing about it. The reason that it reminded me of what we were just talking about is because the 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 author, his name is Joe Hill, and he's on Twitter and he's hilarious. He's he just he makes me laugh every time I read something that he writes. And he uh, the, he wrote this graphic novel ish thing called Nosferatu. N O S the number four A two. It's about this place called Christmas Land. And uh, it's basically, spoilers, a uh, vampire thing. But it's awesome. I mean, it's it's actually, it's a kind of an awesome idea. But I was thinking, you know, if you tried to pitch this to anybody, they would think it was a Cinema du Fromage uh, caption. Because how else would you explain a guy who travels around in a big black car, lures children into it to bring them to Christmas land, and is a vampire? Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like that. It sounds as crazy as, uh, yeah. It, but it's, it's good. Have you guys seen anything from it? No. Uh, yeah. No. I have. You know, we're going to be doing a show on it. It's amazing. So. It, the the production looks amazing. So, was that enough? Yeah. Was that enough time, Kintage? You get it. Yeah. More than, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, uh, <laughs> first, our first thing that we did this year was uh, Rollerball, and it got a ninety-eight percent, uh, which is a forty-nine percent cheese rating. Uh, as it stands, the car is at 77%, but we're waiting for one tour to get back in. Uh, Tori, get on your job. Uh, so I will hopefully have that ready for next week. But Body Double is now in the lead um, with 123. What? 51% cheese. Well, this is out of three movies right now, and it doesn't have much competition. I suspect by the time we get to Dawn of the Dead, it will be a memory, a bad memory. <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. I cannot see Dawn of the Dead not taking Ed the top spot by the time we get there because that it may. is a great gem of a film. It is, but you know, it depends. It depends on uh, what you like. That's right. Who could have seen Westworld from last season? That's true. That's true. I didn't. Well, I could have. <laughs> I mean, I definitely could have. <laughs> Um, <laughs> actually, we were surprised what happened to uh, the Return of the Living Dead. Didn't make it. Oh, what? Yeah. Why? That's what I'm it, trying to figure out. That should have been on there. 
harder on that film than we needed to be kind of on the scoring though it wasn't because we didn't like it we were just being tougher on it and so it didn't make the cut so films that we thought were worse than it actually did better because as the, we went along we kind of eased up a bit on being tough on our cr critique and so yeah that one was a surprise yeah. that one should have gone to the end that poor was baby poor baby that was It'll like one of my favorite films as a kid yeah that one's, it's a, it's a great film it's always fun yeah, it is I'll, I'll, I'll tease a thousand times and then i'll, I'll tease uh next week's uh movie Next week's movie is Casino Royale, not the one with Daniel Craig, but the 1957 uh, film Casino Royale. Name and, the cat that. <laughs> and here's the synopsis. This wacky send-up of James Bond film stars David Niven as the iconic debonair spy now retired and living in peaceful existence. Bond is called back into duty when a mysterious organization named Smirsh begins assassinating British secret agents ridiculously Circum ridiculous circumstances lead to the involvement of a colorful cast of characters, including the uh, villainous uh, Le Chef, Le Chef, played by Orson Welles, the seasoned gambler Evelyn Tremble, uh, played by uh, Peter Sellers, and Bond's bumbling nephew Jimmy Bond, played by Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie uh, is going to be what we do next. Uh, so we're going to. Uh, book a a uh, special guest for that. Um, I gotta jump on that, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it should be interesting how this all plays out. But it's uh, I remember I haven't seen it in a long time, but what I do remember of it that I enjoyed it. So we'll see if that is what happens here. So um, I I guess it's a good time to, uh, to start with you, Jacqueline. Once again, how can we get you in social media? And do you have anything planned? Anything coming up that we could check out? Um, I'm working on a film. I'm doing sound for a film this weekend. It's called um, Spiritual Warfare. Oh, and nice. we start production this weekend. I'm doing sound. And I also have a um, film that I wrote called Mama's Pills. And we're going to be shooting this summer. Oh, um, those are the only two projects I have coming up. I have something interesting at the end of the summer. Well, I'm planning. It's kind of like low key, but... I'm planning to take a trip to Nigeria. They're having oh, wow. the um, Oshun Festival. And I want to go. I'm planning to go and kind of do like a little documentary type, you know, record and, you know, talk to people and stuff like that. So I probably won't head it out to like September, October-ish, but yeah. So cool. just keeping my fingers crossed that oh, everything take, works out. You're taking your cousin with you, right? Huh? I'm you're going... Well, you're taking your cousin with you, right? Who you? You want to go? Yeah, I'm your cousin. <laughs> hey, come on. Yes. yes. All right. Thank, thank you so much for coming on, and we got to get you back on. Yeah. Uh, Jen, how can we get you social media and all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one, and you can visit my websites at moviesmakethemeal.com and criticallaughs.com. All right. And uh, you can get me at Kent AF on Twitter, the website indyradio.org, indyradio.org, and King Penguin. Yes, uh, you can go on my site, uh, Professor Psycho's Movie Madhouse, or you can look me up on Twitter on the Unreal Professor Psycho. And uh, there you go. All right. 
What uh what go Raptors? I'm sure you didn't yes. get that in there. Raptors, absolutely, hundred percent this year. This time all the way. We got a guy that doesn't want to be there, and that's what's gonna propel us. He's the one who, he's the one who got that last basket. He doesn't want to be there at all. He says it's too damn cold up here. He doesn't like it up here. It's like no, and everyone loves him right now. It's like oh, no, you don't well, want to he, go. I'm here. He wants to come home. I know. Yeah. I know. But you know what? It's like in baseball. A couple of Blue Jays in the back of the '90s. They learned to love this town too. Because when you win here, that's it. It doesn't matter for the rest of your career. You could keep losing. They'll love you. You just got to give it one win. Hey, we'll love you here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Our love is fleeting. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks, good.